The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Every little thing. This is another member of the Maca Foreboding Love Song Collection. Mm. Underrated tune, as far as I'm concerned. Comes off to most as a failed attempt at a single, but to me it could have been, like, it could have been. You know, uh, yeah. it's like And I Love Her and Things We Said Today, where Paul writes a tune that's on the service about lovey love love, but there's a deeper sense of dissatisfaction. Or, you know, maybe I'm just a sucker for the kettle drums, the timpani. The timpani? Or timpani. Yeah. Timpani. Yeah, that's like the, the most... The tiffany, yeah. It. And I said, what about we play the timpani? Peace of love. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, it's for sure. It's an underrated song. And it kind of reminds me of Ticket to Ride at the beginning with like the chiming 12-string guitar that they're they're doing that could have been like a later inspiration for. But I'm not sure that I really agree with you on the timpani. I think that... That's probably the reason why it wasn't a single. Um, hmm. I think I don't know if if we've talked we've talked about how like they're trying to make every single different. I don't think this song is different enough, and they tried to kind of make it different by like, hey folks, let's just add a little bit of a of some timpani crashes, but it just kind of falls flat for me. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, I guess. Uh... You won't be getting Tiffany for Christmas. <laughs> I I don't know what I'm going to do with these, but uh, okay. <laughs> They're pretty big. No, they, they they said they wanted to change the percussion a little bit to, to not be like those Supremes. Yes. <laughs> who do the same shit over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ringo uh, should Ringo have played it on his knees. Would that have been better? I don't think so. And you know Paul said every little thing, thing she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, why not? Every little thing. Uh, Paul said every little thing, like most of the stuff I did, was my attempt at the next single. I remember playing it for Brian Epstein back- backstage somewhere. He had assembled a few people. It was one of those meetings. Oh, we have we have to do some recordings. Who's got what? And we played a few at Brian. I always picture Brian Epstein sounding like Lorne Michaels for some reason. Oh, okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. We did often check things with Brian. In fact, I just remember the connection with this because I thought it was very catchy. I played it amongst a few songs. It was something I thought was quite good, but it became an album filler rather than the great almighty single. It didn't have quite what was required. Oh, Paul, I don't think so. Mm. No. Paul said, also said, John and I got this one written in Atlantic City. Hey. Hey, now. Hey, for song about, for that, did Bruce Springsteen steal it? Yoink. Mm-hmm. They took it from the, the Springsteen there before Springsteen could take it. Beatles did it. Uh, yeah. Paul, uh, Paul said, John did the guitar riff and George was on the acoustic. And Ringo, of course, did the Tapani. Or timpani. Um, but people say, no, Paul's wrong. It was the reverse. George did the electric guitar riff and John did the acoustic. 
a love song most likely written with Jane Asher in mind, Paul's girlfriend. Every little thing is an emotionally re- is as emotionally revealing as any of John's songs on Beatles for Sale. This is according to the Beatles Bible. Although the music was less successful, the lyrics are among McCartney's most succinct and tender on the album. Mm. Take six was aborted when Paul burped a vocal instead of singing it. <laughs> Take seven was complete but ended in uproarious laughter. <laughs> um, guesting on NPR's All Songs Considered, musician Matthew Cause selected every little thing as his pick for, quote, perfect song. He said the lyrics are happy and simple, but the melody is sad and deceptively complex. The disconnect between these two elements is what gives the song such depth. I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm a fan of the song, but perfect, you know. He might have a pretty... he might have a personal uh, story when it comes to the song that he's not revealing. He... Mm, yeah. Tom Ewing of Pitchfork Media described every little thing as a splendid song that is given melodramatic thrust by Shangri-La's style piano and bass drum. I think that was well put. You know, Pitchfork once in a while gets it right. Occasionally they do. In my humble opinion. <laughs> in 1969, Yes covered the song on their self-titled debut album. Uh, it's five minutes and 42 seconds long, of course it is. <laughs> This song is like 203 originally, and they extended. Leave it to yes three to times. find a way to do that. Oh, they would, They picked through every little thing, all right. Yeah. Love Count 2. 2. Josie Scale, I'm giving this a yeah! Nice. I'm going to disagree with you again. Uh, <laughs> give it a Josie. <laughs> I thought we weren't fighting anymore. Uh, well, that's fighting is the, within the eye of the beholder. I'm not, right. I'm not fighting with you. I'm not fighting with you. I'm not touching you. I'm not, not touching, touching you. Can't be mad. No, no, no. Not fighting. Can't get mad. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh, yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.